0: Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher.
1: Hi, this is Desi Jedekin.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, today, we are going to start off our show by saying if you haven't listened to part one of the Sunset Strip Killers, go listen to that right now. And then come listen. on back. Come on back. Listen to this. This is part two of the Sunset Strip Killers. But first, let's take a moment to thank our Patreon contributors. We have Joran, Thomas, Carla, Chad B. We got two Chads. Whoa. Uh, Emily H., who is someone I've known since I was like three years old, and we used to get wasted at Passover together. So when I saw her... It was like for Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. (laughs) I think she did it for Jewish New Year. She's like, Happy New Year, bitch. Yeah. Here's your Patreon. So thank you. I love you. That was so cool to see that. Um... In my email, that you became a Patreon contributor, and I love that you listen to the show. We got Rocco and we got Michael. And also, I want to give a very special happy birthday to our listener, Eric. Happy birthday, Eric.
1: Happy birthday, Eric.
0: So exciting. Uh, so, if you would like to become a Patreon contributor, just go to our website at patreon.com/slash Hollywood Crime Scene, and there we have lots of bonus episodes that are only available to our contributors and they're really dirty and fun we think so yeah
1: uh, some people have even said that they also think they're dirty and fun
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh wow um today's show is sponsored by (laughs) press juicery (laughs) slash not um if they want to sponsor us we're we're welcome we drink a lot of their juice i only like the specialty
1: i want the almond based ones (laughs)
0: they taste like real food the taste,
1: as rachel said they're a bit chunky so you feel like you're getting something <laughs> oh it's sad it's I, sad i'm
0: a little loopy because i'm drinking um i'm not i'm not on a cleanse but i'm i'm like i'm cleansing the fried chicken out of my system from yesterday's <clears throat> right. crazy food you gotta binge. do it you gotta yeah. Do. yeah you got it we're, we're la sevens we're trying <laughs> <laughs> it's true <laughs> But when I go when I stop at the airport in Cincinnati, I get bumped up to like an 8.5. It's great. Like if I'm on a connecting right. flight and I have to stop okay, at the airport. Okay, I, I think I'm an 11. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Why don't you weigh in and let us know?
1: <laughs> if you count my personality. <laughs>
0: well, know. if you count my personality, uh, I'm like uh, a 25. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, let's just get back to the show. Uh, okay, so where we left off... Doug Clark had just met Carol Bundy at the little Nashville country club in North Hollywood, which is in the Valley in Los Angeles. And like I said before, they were like the match made in heaven. They were the perfect storm. She was the dumpy, unattractive quote unquote, lonely woman that Doug was so famously into picking up because he could get shit out of them. Right. And, he was really good with his words, so he could tell them, "You know, "Oh, you're so beautiful, you're so amazing," and they just eat it up right. and give him free rent and give him money and whatever else that he wanted and Carol was pleased to learn that Doug was also into her um pedophilic tendencies. So, I mean, you don't see that on any OK Cupid. You really profiles. don't. There's no checkbox for that on OK Cupid. So they really lucked out with each other. That they were Carol was like, "Hey, if you're interested, um, I regularly molest this 11 year old girl who lives in my apartment complex. Why don't we molest her together? So they would have three ways with this girl, um, and take photographs of her and, and keep the Polaroid photographs." Um, so they were. Was really this in the
1: apartment complex? The girl.
0: Yes, she okay. was living in the apartment complex, and this is the same apartment complex that was managed by the guy that Carol was hopelessly in love with before. Right, Doug. His name was Jack Murray, the married he, one, the married guy who was the manager. Oh. So. In April of 1980, Carol purchased matching his and hers guns for her and Doug. Aww. How how cute. <laughs> what a sweet way to commemorate a relationship. They called these guns the toys. Ooh, yes. I think it's very weird. Um, did on, they use them for things? <laughs> so well, that was it I'm like that's very sexual. Yeah. You know, right? It's very sexual. On the night of June 11th, Doug trolled the streets of Hollywood in his car. He spotted two teen runaways while driving, and he picked them up. These girls were 15-year-old Gina Morano and 16-year-old Cynthia Chandler. Doug ordered Cynthia to give him a blowjob and told Gina to look away. And when Gina refused to look away, he shot her in the head and then shot Cynthia while Cynthia was still blowing him. What? that took a dramatic turn that escalated <laughs> quickly <laughs> shit so then so he shot someone in the head when they were blowing him yes that is what that is what has been reported that is that is the that is that the seems report quite
1: dangerous it does seem dangerous think, right? i mean not that i have sympathy for him or his dick
0: but like this is going to become a reoccurring theme okay in this episode so we're gonna we're, we're just hold, <laughs> hold tight because we're going to come back to this and we're going to talk about the okay. uh, getting shot while you're getting a blowjob. Okay. Surprise. Um, so the next day on June 12th, 1980, the naked bodies of Gina and Cynthia were found off the 101 freeway by a Caltrans worker who was there picking up trash. Ugh.
1: That Just, must be the worst job in the city. Not the trash picking up, but they always find the bodies, right?
0: It's always a Caltrans yeah. worker. So he's like, well, shit. Two days later, on June 14th, the LAPD received a phone call from a woman claiming her lover may have been responsible. No, was responsible for the murders. They get this call from this woman. This is what the woman said as the call. They immediately start recording the call right. when this woman calls in and is like, I know who did it. She said, what I'm trying to ascertain is whether or not the individual I know who happens to be my lover did in fact do this. He says he did. My name's Betsy. This woman also on the phone during the exact same phone conversation would also go on to call herself Claudia. So she had two different names during this phone call. Not the brightest tool in the shed here. I don't know what the fuck she was trying to pull. Brightest tool in the shed, I'm sorry. (laughs) god damn it i just ruined my whole case for for her being a dumbass okay
1: sorry i felt like the audience would be thinking that so i had to comment
0: thank you i don't want to get an at reply or review on itunes that says i fucked that up so the woman also starts giving a description of the murderer after some more prodding from the uh, the police on the other end He said that the murderer had brown curly hair, blue eyes, and was 41 years old. She also said his name was John. This, of course, was a description of John Jack Murray, Carol Bundy's ex-lover, the apartment manager. The woman on the phone was Carol Bundy, obviously. Bundy also provided the details of the murder, including the weapons that were used and other details that only the police would know. So they're pretty sh- they're like, yeah, we just, she knows she she's knows. lying, but we know yeah. this, who, this woman knows what happened. Police actually found Carol Bundy's name in a search for the gun record, but inexplicably they never followed up with that, yeah. which is so fucking insane to me.
1: Right. Cause they actually had the connection. They
0: had the connection so early on and they just never bothered following up with this gun. That was a 25 caliber pistol. They're like, oh, the last person who bought this (laughs) in the similar area in Los Angeles was this woman named Carol Bundy. We got a phone call from a woman. Yeah. They never followed up. You're going to there's going to be a lot of really frustrating police work that was done in this case. On June 22nd, Carol moved from the apartment she had been living in into a place where Doug Clark, next to where Doug Clark worked, which was at the Jurgens Soap Factory. Which I don't know what, why it's so creepy that a serial killer works in a soap factory. I it just, is creepy. I, there's something creepy about that. Is it because maybe I think of them putting the fat of the bodies into the soap? Right. Or I'm thinking of like Jergens lotion, like Jergens, <laughs> <laughs> like, like sexual. There's like a lot of things happening. I here. feel like Jergens really is the unofficial brand of jerking off why too. why it's is always that? it's very cheap it, and because it kind of sounds like jerking is it like what your grandma had <laughs> it's like i'm i am curious but it's always jerkins yeah jerking. my boyfriend likes coconut oil <laughs> well he's he's, he's very a, he's a hippie. hipster <laughs>
1: artisanal i only jerk off with artisanal <laughs> coconut oil
0: okay uh-huh. okay um thanks for that dropping that bombshell <laughs> The next day <clears throat> at 3 a.m. on June 23rd, police discovered the body of a woman lying fully clothed in the gutter on a residential street in the m- by the NBC studios in Hollywood. This was Karen Jones, who was a prostitute. She had been shot in the head with a 25 caliber pistol, the same type of gun used to murder Gina and Cynthia. Police also concluded that it was had appeared that the body may have been thrown from a moving car. Shit. So, if you're following along, these murders are all like these bodies are being discovered pretty close together. This is like, if they, I mean, it's almost like spree like killing right. in that these are days apart, sometimes weeks apart. They're, it's not like the killer was taking a break for a couple months like yeah. some other, a lot of other serial killers, sometimes years. They would, or just not, not even kill. finding the bodies for a while. Right. Yeah. They, the bodies were literally starting to pile up. That very same morning, just a few miles away, a headless corpse was found in a Sizzler parking lot. Wow. Sizzler. That's quite a... Where America comes to dispose of a body. That's what I wrote in my notes. (laughs) I guess I thought that was funny the other (laughs) day. At the time. You had to be there when Rachel wrote it. Because I was like, wasn't there a slogan where America comes to eat? Right. And... Yeah. Nothing I mean, really. I see how you got that. You see how I did? You see how I made <laughs> yeah, that connection? I got it. So, um bad bad publicity for sizzler. Right. Um and they need they need all the help they can get. <laughs> can <Couldn't> lose it. <laughs> this corpse was Exy Wilson. That's spelled E-X-X-I-E, which just side note, I think is a really cute name. It is kind of cute. You know, it's kind of like punk rock and sprightly. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. It's good. Exie Wilson. She was also a prostitute. And they found her laying naked uh, by the dumpster behind the sizzler in a pool of blood. Like, what a way to, what a way to go out. Yeah. I just. Was she shot also?
1: Well. She was headless. Oh, right. So sorry. <laughs> I miss I I forgot that. They detail. didn't know
0: how she was dead. Right. But they're like, there's a headless corpse behind the sizzler. But they did eventually identify her as Exie Wilson, and I'll tell you how. Um so police through some investigation, they discover that both Exie and Karen Jones, the woman who was found earlier that morning by NBC, had the same pimp. And he told the police that they were last seen together. Um, that night, like he had last seen them together at around midnight. So they were murdered pretty shortly after that, like a few hours only after he had last seen them. Right. And, and, uh, at this time, you know, or at least in this case, um, you know, a lot of, uh, working women would go out in pairs to be safer. And so they, these two women, they had gone out that night to look for work together and they were not safe right at all which is really scary late one night on june 26 this is just a few days later again a man was returning home to his house in studio city but upon entering the driveway he spotted a large wooden chest just sitting there right in the middle of the driveway and he was actually stoked when he saw it because he really thought like someone had just left treasure that's what he said in a report he left treasure. I'm <laughs> some, sorry. Some, he saw a wooden chest
1: and he's like, oh, it must be treasure. I mean, honestly, I'm mocking him, but that's probably what I was do. <laughs> like,
0: ooh, what's in there? <laughs> Obviously, it's treasure. So this man opens up the box excitedly, and inside was the head of XE Wilson. Uh, not, not treasure. Not treasure. The head was Damn. I thought desi would appreciate this. The head was found wrapped in a t-shirt that said Daddy's girl on it. Wow. I mean, I do want that
1: shirt, but I, it I was, is horrible. I was
0: just going to say it.
1: I'm going to start an Amazon
0: wish list. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That's fucked, like uh, really fucked up. It's really fucked up. Exie had been shot with the same bullet used to kill all the other women. This was clearly a serial killer. And it was also discovered that she was decapitated while she was still alive. The head was cleaned and makeup had been applied to this head. And also semen was found in the throat. So it looked like someone (laughs) was doing some skull fucking. Yeah. Wow. The chest was, ended up being traced back to a store in Reseda, which is also in the valley. All these towns we're mentioning these are all in the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles by the way if you're not from here so this this chest that the guy found in his driveway was traced back to a store in Reseda called Newberry's and the clerk told police that a woman matching Carol Bundy's description right down to the coke bottle glasses that she wore had purchased it this is a quote from the store clerk she was dumpy and kind of ugly wow yeah um, but she also said that she remembered her because when Carol had come into the store, she was wearing a pair of short black leather gloves and that it was odd because it was the summertime in the valley and probably fucking scorching hot. Right. Um, honestly, it's always odd to be wearing leather gloves in L.A., right? <laughs> always. I mean, is it's it ever necessary? It's always alarming. On June 29th, another body was discovered in a ravine in Silmar. This was 17-year-old prostitute Marnette Comer, who was found half naked, lying on her stomach and mummified due to the summer heat. She had been shot 3 times in the chest by a 25 caliber pistol and her belly had been sliced open. It was later discovered that the daddy's girl shirt actually belonged to this victim, Marnette
1: i was actually wondering where they got it not just so i could purchase it but just i was (laughs) curious like was it the little girl at the right like where did it come from it was this girl it was it was Marnette.
0: so by this time bundy carol bundy i'm going to refer to her mostly as carol just because bundy i just think of ted bundy right carol bundy had started to lose it mentally and on July 29th, she got into her Datsun and attempted suicide by injecting herself with insulin insulin and Librium. She also took a bunch of sleeping pills, but it didn't work. And the book I was reading, um, like I said last week, like it's very on PC. I, I discovered it came out, it was written in 1995, I think. And the book is actually a very credible, well-researched Book. I'll post a link to it if anyone's interested it's a compilation like a bunch of different stories of different serial killers and this book is really reliable because the author of the book actually sat down with all of the people he's talking to in prison corresponded with them in some way and a lot of this is direct either quotes from them or accounts from them. So I just wanted to let you guys know know that. And and the book is also kind of snarky too. Um, When it talks about Carol attempting suicide, it also mentions like, which you'd think she'd know how to do that considering she was working as a nurse. Right. (laughs) Duh. Duh. So the next day, while she was still in the hospital, she called her old flame, Jack Murray, to come rescue her. And he did. When he pulled up in his van, she saw another woman in the car. How dare he? I think that's kind of rude. Right. And it wasn't his wife. No, it was a totally different, huh. different woman. Her name was Nancy Smith. Sure, it was. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a fake name. Because I Googled her name. I Googled her name and I couldn't find any record of this woman, but she's not very instrumental in the story anyway. So he shows up to pick up Carol who had just attempted suicide. She's in the hospital and he's with this woman, Nancy Smith. So Carol sees Nancy and she was pissed and she's like, fuck you. I'm walking home. And she did. However, she did get back in touch with Jack just four days later and they had sex with the 11 year old neighbor girl again. So I just want to remind you that it wasn't just Doug Clark and Carol fucking this 11 year old girl it was also jack murray he was the manager he was the apartment manager like this poor girl was like just all of these adults in her life were abusing her on august 3rd carol had asked jack to meet her in the parking lot of the little nashville club and when she got there she found that jack was already there outside fucking a woman named avril roy smith While they, like, they were inside the van. They were outside the club inside their van. He's fucking this chick named Avril. Carol was so pissed, and she just starts pounding on the door of the van. Like, hey, I know you're in there. And Avril got freaked out, so she left. Um, Carol was not about to forgive Jack for this. This was the last straw for her. She was so at the end of her rope with him. She couldn't trust him anymore, but she still decided she was going to hang out with him. Jack and Carol left the club together and parked a few blocks away, and they started to fool around and get naked. There's where things get real interesting. So Carol gets Jack on his stomach and starts eating his ass. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, In the book, it described it as Carol parted Jack's butt cheeks and started tonguing his anus so i feel like i'm being less vulgar right now i like that you explained to us both ways though just in case just in case guys w- i'm
1: a good person see i didn't explain it this
0: way wow i mean i was clutching my pearls when i read that i was like excuse me i know i mean it's very popular now but it was a little more rare back in the day and for a woman to be doing it she, right carol was really a pioneer for female <laughs> ass eating i feel like um so she's face deep in jack's ass at this point mm-hmm. in his van um in vans the year is 1980 so you can just imagine what this chevy Seth, van this looked is like quite a scene right it's quite a scene they're in the valley Ugh. i wonder if she i would be- tell a
1: screenwriter to return <laughs> this it was
0: too dead on while she's tonguing his ass she pull. <laughs> i'm sorry i know i know, I know. i'm, I'm b- a terrible person <laughs> okay <laughs> I, it, it it matters okay this is gonna matter okay. and you're gonna hear why okay just hang on tight guys she's eating his ass and she takes out her gun which is in her waistband and mm-hmm. while she's still eating his ass she shoots him in the back of the head wow and continues eating his ass a little longer Wait, after that, that?
1: Yeah. Did she say that in an interview? Apparently,
0: these are all taken from accounts. I mean, that's a nice little flourish, (laughs) right? Yeah. Jesus. I mean, she was dead. She's like, I'm going to have started this job. I'm going to finish it. Okay. But Jack didn't die after she shot him in the head. So she shot him again a second time, but he still wasn't dead. I don't know how. That didn't stop her from needing to kill this guy, so she took out a knife, and she stabbed him a bunch of times in the back until he was finally dead. But she wasn't done. Carol had a thing for messing around with dead bodies. She did? Well, (laughs) Carol takes the knife and starts mutilating Jack's butt with the knife. You mean sticking it in... That's what the book implied. There's two versions of this story about the butt mutilation. Uh In the book, it says that Carol was mutilating his anus. So I imagine that's sticking the knife in his butt Mm -hmm. and carving up his butt. A direct quote from Doug Clark, uh, which I've seen him say on an interview I've watched of him, is that Carol chopped off his butt. Oof. yeah
1: and he, wait where's Doug during this he's just not around well
0: we're getting to Doug oh, okay. Doug's, Doug's at home so <laughs> Carol's doing all this and Doug's at their house and this is late at night this is like two three in the morning this is all going down right. so after she mutilated his butt Carol chopped off Jack's head and put it in a plastic bag then Carol took a bunch of porn <laughs> that was in the van and scattered it all around Jack's dead body His headless dead body, excuse me, let's just be clear about what the scene looks like here. She took the head with her in the plastic bag and also took a bunch of pornographic Polaroids that she had found in his briefcase. And they were Polaroid pictures of him with the 11-year-old girl. So she took those with her. And she also took his gun and his keys. Then she drove to a pay phone and called her apartment up where Doug was sleeping in bed with none other than Nancy Smith. Wait, what? I know. <laughs> when I read that, my head was just taken clean this off. This apartment building is like Melrose Place <laughs> or something. <laughs> like, what the hell? It really is. I was thinking that too. I'm like, am I reading a soap opera? Like What it, the hell? I don't understand like how this character. Wait, have you seen a picture of Jack Murray? I have. Is he good looking? He's fine. Right. He's better looking than Doug Clark, but he's not, you don't look at him. No, he's hot. Jesus Christ. He just looks very 1980. Right. I don't know. Whatever. So I, I really wanted to find a picture of Nancy Smith. I'm like, what does this bitch look like? Yeah. Beauty should be good for you. And that's why we're excited to tell you about Beauty Counter. See why Upstart is top-ranked in their category with a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash Hollywood to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash Hollywood. So Doug is fucking Nancy Smith. This is the woman that Jack had brought with him to the hospital to pick up Carol. Maybe that's where they met. (laughs) i don't know and so um carol is wakes up doug because they're sleeping it's like 3 a.m at this point point. and carol's all excited she needs to tell doug what just happened so she's on the phone and doug recalls that carol had been giggling and whispering like oh my god look what i just did and doug goes wait a minute hold on hold on nancy's having a seizure nancy's having a seizure what? nancy was epileptic she was in fact having a seizure during this phone call so he's like i gotta call i gotta call the ambulance so he calls the ambulance and just as carol is arriving back home the paramedics were there taking nancy way to the hospital and she tells after the paramedics left and the coast was clear carol is like hey doug come here come to the come to my car check this shit out i need your help I need your help disposing this body um and he gets in the car and he sees a head in a plastic bag just sitting in the passenger seat and doug threw up because there's because there's a head in a plastic bag sitting and he couldn't take it um and nancy i'm sorry carol was like please like i need you to help me i need you to help me dispose of this head first before i take you to work because he also doug worked early at the jergens soap factory so he had to go to work in like an hour so on the way to dropping off doug there's something did, always amazing to me about these people having like i gotta get to work on <laughs> time when they're like committing these heinous crimes right. like right but i've got to be an <a> upstanding <laughs> yeah. citizen here Ugh. So on the way to dropping off Doug at the Jergens Soap Factory, they tossed the head out of the car window. And, and can I just say, I, I just imagine them tossing the head out the car window the same way that people used to just toss, toss their fast food out of the car in right. the 70s.
1: <clears throat> I used to do that. My mom would say, clean the car. And we would throw it out the window when she was speeding down the freeway. <laughs> we would just throw mcdonald's stuff
0: out there but that's what people did right back then you, you didn't just threw care trash out there was no such thing as as not littering and it wasn't <laughs> until the crying native american <clears throat> commercial that it became an issue right
1: no i do remember the joy <laughs> <laughs> it's it, they did it exactly but that way but people still
0: did it in the 80s too
1: right I and mean when 90s. i think it it was the 80s that's what i'm saying yeah. is like it it slowly beca- became more and more taboo <laughs> i'm like i feel like this i do throw sometimes i will throw like an apple out because i'm like oh that's biodegradable <laughs> oh i'll throw an apple like, yeah, out like fruit or something i'm like yeah. i feel like
0: that's you know i blossoming don't do it the it planet <laughs> it is i mean like, it's, it's fertilizer it's fertilizer it's fine we will grow an apple tree uh anyways yeah so they just toss this head out casually <laughs> out of the car um and on august 7th carol invited one of jack's ex-girlfriend over to have a three-way with her and doug jesus Christ. so talk about insult to injury she not only did she killed this guy but now she's gonna be like i am i'm gonna fuck one of your ex-girlfriends they need to get a bigger circle of <laughs> friends <laughs> <laughs> this woman's this woman's name was hilarious this woman's <clears throat> name was tammy spangler Tam- <laughs> which sounds like a show dog name right So her name was Tammy Spangler. Tammy ended up leaving after dinner, so they never ended up having the three way. And Carol was pissed because she was really horny lately and she needed to have sex. I get it. (laughs) So she's like, Doug, get in the car. We're going trolling for prostitutes. Jesus Christ. And Doug wasn't that into it, but she convinced him. It was, like, his ber- around his birthday. So she's like, I'll buy you a blowjob from a prostitute. Uh-huh. We'll head down to Highland Avenue, which, if you don't know Highland Avenue, that's in Hollywood. That's a lot of working girls on Highland at late at night. So I guess it was, it's been that way for decades. And they head down there, and they ended up picking up a girl named Kathy. Before Kathy got into the car, she saw Carol, and she made it very clear that she didn't do stuff with chicks. Carol was like, whatever. Really? (sighs) I didn't know that that was allowed. (laughs) Like, why wouldn't
1: you? I would be like, sure, I would would think I would prefer chicks over men. Right. If anything. Right.
0: So (laughs) Kathy gets in the car, and she starts blowing Doug. And Carol pretty much immediately takes out her gun and just shoots Kathy in the back of the head, which I always imagine like, oh, <clears throat> won't fuck chicks, huh? Right. While he's still getting uh, a blow job. Right. So there's another head getting blown off mid blow job. The bullet actually grazed Doug in the stomach and he was like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? And I like, that's what he's mad about. <laughs> The bullet grazing him i just not imagine the it like a ray liotta character like right i don't well, that's know that's what
1: i'm thinking when you're shooting someone that way it seems like you're risking
0: not that i care if he got killed but like again this is going to come up again we're going <laughs> to oh. get actual quotes from doug about this issue okay so i have not forgotten so doug's injuries from the bullet grazing his stomach they weren't serious And on August 9th, the Van Nuys police were called about an unattended van that had a very strange smell coming from it. Oh. This was Jack's van. When police arrived, they discovered Jack's headless body inside, along with all the porn strewn around his body. And they also discovered his wallet, which had his driver's license in it. So it made it very easy to identify this guy. And they also discovered that his wife had filed a missing persons report just a few days earlier. Police were able to trace Carol Bundy to Jack. And so they took her and Doug in for questioning. Tammy Spangler was also with them at the time police arrived at their house. I guess maybe they did end up having that three-way. Okay. Um, So yay, go Carol. Um, And all three of them gave different stories during questioning. Carol claimed that she was home all night during Jack's murder Doug said Carol was out and that she didn't come home until late at night so Doug really told the truth about the situation Tammy just tried to throw Avril under the bus and said well maybe you should go look into to her and Avril was the woman that Jack was fucking in his van outside of the little Nashville country club <laughs> Jesus Avril poor avril she didn't want any of this she just wanted to fuck a married man Tammy's like what about avril (laughs) like out of nowhere i don't know i need to see this tammy woman also um unfortunately police didn't have enough evidence at the time to hold carol or doug on anything so they let both of them go and they went went after avril instead just based on tammy's testimony Avril not only had an airtight alibi on the night of Jack's murder, but also told police that she had seen Carol enter Jack's van that night. So police were back on, on the hunt with Carol. They were like, all right, let's look into this broad. Carol, like the idiot she is, wound up telling her co-workers that she had murdered Jack and that she had to leave early to get rid of some evidence. Don't you just love that, that she yeah. was at work one day? And she's like, oh, sorry, I got to clock out early. I got to clean up some murder evidence <laughs> at my house. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like, and they were like, wait, wait, what? Uh, on her way home, she called Doug, who was working at the soap factory, and Doug called her a crazy cunt. He then, Doug then phoned the police because he was freaking out and said that Carol was setting him up, and he admitted to Carol having pictures of him and the 11-year-old girl. And that Carol was going to use it against him. So Doug was like, look, Carol has these pictures of me fucking an 11-year-old, which I totally did, but I did not do these murders. Right. He's not going down for that. Carol also called the police. She was pretending to be Betsy slash Claudia again and told the police about the murders. Eventually, she did tell them her real name during this phone call and also gave up Doug's name. When the police asked her why she did it, this is what she said. The honest truth is it's fun to kill people. And if I was allowed to run loose, I'd probably do it again. I have to say, I know it's going to sound sick. It's going to sound psycho. And I don't really think I'm psycho, but it's kind of fun. It's like, Riding a roller coaster. Not the killing, not the action that somebody died. Because we didn't kill them in any way that they'd suffer. It was just killing them straight out. So she told them the truth about why she liked doing it, I guess. Yeah. Carol then turned the photos of Doug with the 11-year-old girl over to the police when they showed up to her house. And when they showed up to Carol's house to arrest her, she basically just showed them everything she's like yep here's those photos of of doug with this 11 year old girl and here's where he murdered this and here's where he fucked this you know and like i almost i know she's
1: horrible but i almost admire this the pettiness
0: (laughs) she's just gonna take everyone down so she's taking everyone down so when police arrested doug He told them everything that he knew about Jack's murder, but maintained his innocence in the other murders, insisting that Carol was trying to blackmail him with these photos. And that's why he didn't go to the police when he initially found out that Carol had murdered Jack. During questioning, Carol gave several different answers for why she killed Jack, including that he stole money from her that he was going to kill the 11-year-old girl, and even that he was going to blame Doug for the Sunset Strip murders, which d- did not make any sense at all. She was, I mean, she really led, like, all of her statements were very meandering and misleading, and there were so many holes in her stories. Right. Um, when Doug was asked about the murder of Kathy... This is the prostitute that Carol shot in the back of the head while she was giving Doug a blowjob. This is what Doug said about that. Um, he denies that this ever happened, by the way, and this is what he says. No, man, I don't care who he is. Who would let a half-blind bitch reach over, shoot at the head of a hooker, sucking his cock, and hope like hell she didn't blow a hole in his knee or chest? I mean, what if her jaw locked shut? Exactly. So... Doug was like, hello, are we not talking about the obvious? Why would I do that? She says that I shot these hookers while they were giving me blowjobs, but who would fucking do that? That's so dangerous. And the police were like, huh. While Carol continued to give police very misleading statements, they soon discovered that the same method and weapon to decapitate Jack Murray was used to decapitate Exie Wilson. This was the woman found in the Sizzler parking lot. All the evidence at this point was pointing towards Jack and Carol being the perpetrators of the murders the whole time. But Carol insisted that it was Doug, and the police just went along with it. This is where I just was getting so frustrated at the laziness and just the carelessness of this police work.
1: I'm Here. sorry, I'm laughing because in an apartment next door, I can hear the X-Files theme, I'm
0: sorry. Oh, that apartment's been on an X-Files binge for the past like three weeks. It just seems
1: really weird hearing this story with that music playing <laughs> in the background. I'm sorry, I realize you guys can't hear it. Okay, go on.
0: We'll add it in post. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it really has been going on for like three weeks. So, Carol also uh, continued to claim that Doug had a thing for necrophilia and that she had seen Doug fucking a corpse on the hood of a car while it was still running. But I'm not laughing at that. I'm just still laughing at the X-Files. But the evidence pointed more to Carol being the necrophiliac, actually. Right. It's like the one who smelt it dealt it, Carol. (laughs) And the smell we're talking about is rotting flesh. Right. And you're the one who's probably into it. As she had admi- admitted to eating Jack's ass while she had shot him, did she admit that to yes. the cops? Yes, <laughs> she did. Jesus Christ! Need can, you to un- you,
1: I mean, can you even imagine being a cop coming into work that day and being like, "Okay, wow, like you must hear the same boring shit day in and day out"? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> even though it's horrible, you must a part of you is probably like, "Okay, well, this one's interesting." <laughs> <laughs> it's so unbelievable to me. I mean, what a How crazy was work today, honey.
0: I don't want to talk about it.
1: Uh, Can you even imagine? I can't. I can't. I have never, I could never in my wildest dreams guess that someone would have done that. Like, okay.
0: Wow. So all this evidence that Carol is really the necrophilia, even that she's trying to pin Doug as is starting to come out. So we have the fact that she was eating Jack's ass while, while after he was shot. Um, and Doug was still vehemently denying shooting women while they were blowing him like he there's so many more quotes from him like why would i do that right. dude why would i, mean, I do that I mean it is that? a good argument it is a very good argument they also found a letter in Carol's car that she had written where she was talking about vaginal death spasms <laughs> Jesus which sounds like the greatest black metal band of all time right um which really started, you know, was one of the other things that suggested that she was the one who was fascinated with necrophilia. The letter also said how Exie's head had been stored in the freezer and that Doug liked to take the head out of the freezer and into the shower to fuck it. Uh, (laughs) These people. They're (laughs) awful. Awful, awful, awful people. Carol also said to the police that Doug had killed another woman who was Jane Doe, she was not identified, uh, that he, Doug had nicknamed the water tower girl because of where she was disposed and they found her body in an oil tank. And Doug was like, um, excuse me, I'm an engineer. I know the difference between a water tank and an oil tank. Why would I call her water tank girl if she was found in an oil tank? <laughs> He really did say... He didn't say that exact thing, but this was his direct quote. Only a layman who didn't know the difference might do that. Right. So I just think it's funny that he's like, wait a minute, hold on. Hold on. I need to defend my engineering degree. (laughs) Actually, that was an oil tank. Even though the police had way more hard evidence against Jack Murray as being the murderer, he was dead, and they really wanted to put somebody behind bars besides Carol. They wanted... They didn't want their police work to be looked at as shoddy because this was going on and they couldn't catch this Jack Murray guy and he was murdered before they got him. They needed to pin it on someone else. Evidence implicating Jack Murray uh, included a jacket that was covered in blood that belonged to Jack, was found in Carol's car. There was also a piece of scalp with blonde hair attached to it that was found in his van but was never tested by the police. And neither Carol nor Jack had blonde hair, but most of the women that they killed did have blonde hair. Uh, Also, the fact that Carol just lied so much about what had happened, and she had claimed that Doug had uh, even dragged bodies into the garage at one point to fuck them, even though no evidence suggested on any of the bodies that they had been dragged anywhere. And also, when they went to the garage, they didn't find any evidence of blood and she's like well i cleaned it up but the garage was dirty as hell like no you didn't this garage hasn't been cleaned the trial was even worse doug clark's lawyer was fucking terrible he was an alcoholic and he was wasted during the entire (laughs) trial i mean like it can't get worse for this guy at this point he would fall asleep during the trial, like, he would just start nodding out, and Doug would be like, hey, hey, you got to defend me. When, wait, wait, when was the trial? What year? Uh, like, 1982. Oh, okay, so shortly after. It was pretty shortly after. He was slurring his words. He was not being a good lawyer. He even said before it was time to plea, I think it was, like, during preliminary hearings, he was like, look, my client's guilty, but he's crazy. Right. And- I mean... It's direct <laughs> right but it wasn't the time to make no the plea or it was it was like he said the things at the wrong he was not good he was wasted i'd like to just
1: picture him like all of a sudden waking up and be like order in the court <laughs> or like <laughs> objection like like just, in some bad movie i just like, imagine lionel hutz how how is he not taken off the case like immediately the well, first time he fell asleep is it just because people don't give a fuck about doug basically they just like, didn't
0: give a fuck about doug and doug was like uh can i get a new lawyer please right. And they didn't... Because he's not an idiot,
1: even though he's horrible. He's a
0: horrible person, but he's not an idiot. So Doug ended up representing himself, which is a terrible idea. But not probably as bad as the junk lawyer. I guess not. And Doug was just being railroaded. I mean, they really wanted to just do everything they could. Right. To put him behind bars. And they did successfully. Carol justice was served to carol she was given a life sentence and she ended up dying in prison in 2003 from a heart from heart failure how old was she when she died um probably in her 60s okay um or 50s doug however is still alive and on death row he got the death sentence he got the death penalty wasn't
1: was the death penalty taken wasn't that
0: that's what he got. Oh, he got it. Yeah, okay. he got it. Um, and he's still alive. He's on death row at San Quentin. Right. And he... We don't
1: kill people in California.
0: Right. Pretty much. <laughs> right. We don't. But that's where he is. And he still maintains his innocence. Really? Yeah. He's like adamantly... And I was looking at it because this is very fishy. I never... Side or believe... I mean, I'm not siding with Doug because he's still... Even if he didn't kill any of these people... He's a
1: child molester. He's a fucking
0: child molester and he still knew about these women, what she was doing and that these women were dying, that she was murdering them. So he's still a monster any way you slice it. And I've watched interviews with him and he is absolutely... He just... He fucking hates Carol, obviously. And he just goes on these rants about her, and like he's like, I used to be an attractive man, and now look at me, I've been in prison, I have a beard and an eye patch, and like I'm like, calm down, Doug, you weren't that hot, yeah, to begin with in the first place, but I was reading on Reddit, of course, I ended up in a reddit hole, and I was reading different like people like, no, he is innocent yeah he's a he's a terrible person. But he's exactly, innocent of these crimes. He's innocent of the murders. It was actually Jack Murray, which I think is really interesting because because it makes sense why he was killed, maybe or right, why she killed him. Why she killed him? And and Carol was really, I mean, Carol implicated Jack Murray in the first place during that first phone call that she made. Right. She just des- made the description was made of Jack Murray, not of Doug. And she gave his name, too, to the police on the phone. So I just thought it was interesting because when you see, you Google the Sunset Strip murders, you see Doug's face. Right. And you see Carol's face. I mean, that is interesting. It's interesting that he might not have actually done these murders. He might have just been covering for her and also, I mean, obviously a really sick, twisted individual but then they also stopped so that could prove that maybe it was jack right i mean because they did stop after that and um carol was actually she actually during the investigation carol was like no no i swear it was Doug," because she was questioned about that like well we haven't had any murders since jack died got it and carol was like no this jane doe the water tower girl oh right she died this date but she kept changing her story about when she died, so it wasn't clear. It just... And the police just didn't... I mean, I was so frustrated reading about this Because they wanted case. to just put
1: someone away for it. They
0: wanted to put someone away. And, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with Doug being behind bars just for what he did to that poor girl. Well, it's interesting that he's maintained his innocence.
1: Right. All these years. He's never it. seems like someone you it. might want to just brag at some point to get some, like, cachet in prison or something, right? Right.
0: And he's admitted to the other stuff. He admitted to, yeah, yeah I knew about there was, the murders yeah. and I knew about, um, oh, and I was molesting that girl and I knew what Carol had done to Jack. Like he admits to all that other stuff. Why wouldn't he just admit to killing people also? That's yeah. what I don't get. Hmm. Interesting. So I'm really, I really can't believe it, but I'm really leaning towards his innocence on the murders. Not, that he wasn't a horrible person. Yes. He was. But the evidence really does seem to be that... At least it's reasonable doubt, right? It is reasonable doubt. I mean, it really seems like Jack Murray could have been I'm the one I'm surprised with his people.
1: lawyer he wasn't able to get a new trial. Because that seems like a no-brainer. Especially right. with the death row Right.
0: I, I, I don't know. know. It, it just... This book that I read was the most comprehensive with the information. I was really shocked with how crazy this I'm really, I'm really surprised with how crazy this story is that there hasn't been more movies about it.
1: Yeah. Especially with the woman.
0: Cause always right. you know, act like, like,
1: I, Elaine Warnes was the first female serial killer, but it seems like this woman really, I mean, I don't know if it was the first, but
0: I mean, it, I certainly, don't Certainly, like, yeah, this story is crazy. It's, cr- it's really crazy. And I know they made that like TV show wicked about, that was loosely based on this, but that was only out for like three episodes or something before it got canceled. I never even saw it, but I, I didn't know about the sunset strip killers and like really what it was about until researching this episode. So I was shocked. Yeah. And also, like you said, to find out that it was a female serial killer, which is uh, a lot, a lot rarer in the case of serial killers You'd think it would be more of a um, sensationalized story, and taking place in Hollywood and all of these elements, right? Maybe it was it's, too gruesome, right? Maybe. I mean, it is very, it is very gruesome. It's also a very sexual yeah. aspect to it, so and maybe it's just too much. Yeah, um, I guess. Huh. Yeah, not for us, not for me. But I'm. I just want to say I'm done. I'm happy to be done with this case because these people are absolute fucking sick, disgusting monsters. Um, I really hope you enjoyed this episode, though. Yeah,
1: me too. Yeah. And I think, well, we talked about our Patreon, but we also have social media accounts you can follow us on. Yep. Email us, send us tweets. We love hearing from (laughs) you. Um, I think that's it. That's it. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thank you. No taters, Mom.